Hello, and welcome to More Than Meets the Eye. I am Emma. I'm Antonella, and we're here to help you see the world through a more aesthetically pleasing lens. So, More Than Meets the Eye is a podcast about aesthetics, hence our little catchphrase. Um, and we like to look at aesthetics and break them down, and we like to pull from ones that are new, ones that are historical. This week is kind of a fun, both historical and very timely aesthetic. Um, Antonella, what are we talking about this week? Today we're going to be talking about the core, the aesthetic of Americana. If you could give me like a one sentence kind of recap of what, not recap, but uh, capitulation of what Americana is, how would you give me that sentence? I would describe it as a vintage romanticized version of like a mundane everyday american life centering around like nostalgic america yeah that was that was a big word for me i think the two other parts of it that i would kind of add on are like um nostalgia for specifically like mid 20th century small town american culture so not like new york in the 60s no 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 it's like wherever iowa 1965 yes. route 66 like very like off the beaten path i it's definitely yeah specific to nowhere land um america like any anywhere land like you were saying romanticizing that that nowheresville kind of vibe of oh it's nowhere and if you actually went there you'd probably be like what is this but it's kind of making you go like no but you'd love it and it's so dramatic and everything happens and we all do drugs and it's like what <laughs> literally so hey, do you have any like personal experience with this aesthetic or have you incorporated it into your style in any sort of way in the past or currently i have a really big answer for this so i apologize in advance but like Yes, in multiple levels. So, I've always loved mid-century, always been incorporated into my style. Both, like, what I wear in clothes, the furniture I like, you know, the movies, the music I listen to. Like, all that is very, like, mid-century. Mid when you say mid-century, we mean mid-20th century. But, like, is the gravitational pull for a lot of things that I like. I've always loved Lana Del Rey, who we will definitely get into as a big part of especially contemporary Americana culture. But then in like an interesting way, my dad's family, so like he, where he grew up and like also where his like cousins and everything lives, not where he grew up really because he grew up in Nyack, which is like not super rural. It is kind of like this weird upstate New York small town vibe, which could have the same energy as, like, an Iowa small town, but it's in New York. Well, hey, Lana Del Rey is from upstate New York, so... Yeah, so there you Just go. Saying. And in a very interesting way, that part of, like, rural upstate New York is as Americana as it gets. Like, it is the pinnacle of where this aesthetic kind of comes from. Kind of that upstate New York depression city, which, not, like, depression era, but, like, literally, like, if you ever go to, like, upstate New York and go to some of the cities, most of them are going through an economic depression since, like, basically the 90s. Um, and they have been going through it. And I saw this really, like, 
disparaging TikTok about um, how Albany was super depressing. And, like, facts it is, but I hated the way the guy kind of addressed it because it's not like he was kind of like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of Albany. Like, it's horrible and depressing. And, like, it should be like, oh, hey, maybe we should visit Albany and support it and give it some kind of, like, economic boost since it has nothing. It's interesting because, sorry, I'm rambling, but it just, like, there's people who live in those kind of towns their entire life, and that is the norm for them, and that is really interesting. Totally, yeah, it, there is definitely is, like, a fascination if you don't, if you either have, like, left that kind of place or have just never lived there at, at any point in your life. Right. I have one final aspect to this for me is Long Island suburbia, which... um is not, I would not call it necessarily Americana, but I think, you know, you probably understand. I feel like a lot of people, especially from where we grew up, wanted it to be more rural, like wanted it to be kind of like old Long Island, like when our parents were kids, Long Island was like farms, even where like we went to high school, like it was farms, but like now it's very like suburbia, but it's very like 2000 suburbia. So it's kind of funny because I feel like, like there, this other aspect of Americana, which I don't know if we'll get into because we're going to talk a lot about mid-century, but it is very, like, the Trumpy side of, like, what Americana could be. And I think, like, that exists on Long Island very strongly in a way, like, in a kind of, like, backwards sense. But yeah. Okay, what about you? What is... Get into your personal connection with Americana. Yeah, I mean, in, like, the literal sense of, like, the what americana is actually like talking about um i agree like we definitely had aspects of it just living in suburbia like i think suburbia is a facet of this like americana image like the you know making the most of like very mundane like eyesore scenery and like i the irony of like actually like finding it somewhat beautiful and the kind of dystopia of it all but yeah i don't that's so yeah interesting it is so ironic like americana is a very ironic aesthetic which is so interesting yeah okay there's there's a lot of like political undertones to this aesthetic too but if i were to say if i literally like in the in the actual sense of the word like aesthetic do i incorporate it probably not other than the fact that i did have alana del rey phase still do basically but i don't think i've ever unless you count like i don't know wearing american apparel as somewhat Americana, then, like, maybe maybe in, like, 2012 was I f- fitting into this. Yeah, but that was also peak Lana Americana era. It's true. Well, she's always been Americana, no, but that was, that was the, like, the very, very... The OG, yeah. yeah. I guess, like, I, I've lived, like, technically lived this aesthetic in some ways, just being in suburbia, but what I want to, what, what we will get into is, I yeah. would say, even though... Like, I, to me personally, like we were just saying, Midwest, the West of America feels a lot more, I feel like, in line with this aesthetic specifically than, like, the Northeast. I mean, def- definitely upstate New York, too, like, fits into that, but... But that, you know... Gets into the West, right. you know, like, it, Buffalo, Syracuse, like, they're so far out there that it's, like... Basically you know. the Midwest at that point. But, yeah, so yeah, I feel like yeah. that that kind of american culture yeah, it almost touches ohio yeah like, i mean i would we, i would just know? say it's midwest <laughs> at this point but like yeah i would yeah. say like east coast vibes is like a little bit it's 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 drifting away from like what we're truly talking about as the americana aesthetic as someone who like just went to california a f- 
over the summer, I was like, what? Like, it just, it felt so ingrained, like, in their, yeah. in, like, the small towns there. It just felt so much like that. A lot more, like a yeah. Lana Del Rey music video, basically. Um, and just, like, yeah, the small towns in California were so, just really, That's so Im- I feel like, embodied yeah. it a lot. Um, yeah, but then even, like, I, like, I, I had my first time going to California over the summer, um, and... I feel like, and it wasn't L.A., it was, like, San Francisco, so it was unique in its own, right? But, um... Yeah, not to generalize California. I know it's big. I know there's a north and a south. I'm right. sorry. Right, no, I'm no, 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 about, no, no, Okay, I went to Southern <laughs> California. Saying... Let me be clear. I'm so sorry. Everyone. I wasn't saying you were, you were generalizing. No, no, I think it's important I... to clarify. Um, I feel like from having been to, like, places like Ohio and Chicago and seeing those small towns that was like wild compared to even like what i saw in california like i didn't even see chicago small towns to be honest i only saw really ohio small towns because my brother went to school there um like literally in one of those ohio small towns and like it really is like there there's a similarity i think what what's interesting about california which i picked up on from napa valley which is like has a very americana vibe i felt like i was in a movie when i was there and like but like one of those movies where you're like one of those kids running along the highway and like that's what your life is but that's not really what like Ohio ever felt like you know um Ohio felt like Pennsylvania in the sense that the Amish could pop up at any second but there were no Amish in Ohio it was just people on heroin um I'm making generalizations now but um (laughs) it definitely was like not I think Ohio was like like, they all have their unique Americanas, which is interesting, you know? True. Yeah, there definitely is each, like, you know, little subset of it, basically. Yeah. I think um, Napa was the one that was, like, closest to what I... The picture I had in my head, almost. Like, that. that's the one that, like, hits the most similar. But. Yeah, and I almost, like... F- and I feel like the... Obviously, now we're a lot more interconnected, just in the world in general but right. I felt like even like the you know native like Californians that I met or seen just like it also just kind of had this aesthetic that was so different from the east coast, yeah. east coast in a certain way that was just so I don't know just so Americana if yeah. I had to put it in a word like just very I don't know classic and kind of vintage a little bit yeah. um I don't know which is there's a weird east coast thing where it's like we're pushing so hard for like whatever's new and whatever's big that it's crunchy that we're doing that. I don't know. Like it's like we end up seeming somewhat so like what is it frumpy almost because we're mm-hmm. like, oh let's get the newest shoes, Uggs, and it's like what? What yeah. are you wearing? Like why are you wearing them? Yeah, not um, to say there aren't people in like the major cities and west of here that don't do that, but like oh fair definitely in like the smaller towns um, i i sure. would I, my brain was like people in california don't wear uggs of course they wear uggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um they shouldn't i mean it's not cold <laughs> no um, well san fran is not warm no you're right, you're right this is literally like i feel bad for anyone who like is from california because you're listening to two new york girls <laughs> like <laughs> discuss this place that like we honestly have no like actual concept of that we've um, both been to like for a week you've been like you've been for a week three times right no just twice but like 
I still didn't get, like, the full no, culture yeah. or anything. So, yeah, this is literally a very biased perspective on anything that's, like, west of we're literally, New York yeah. State. <laughs> we're literally talking about, like, places outside of New York, like, yeah. we're aliens <laughs> or something. Like. No, literally. But, like, it's funny, though, because I, I, you do realize that's actually the majority of America yeah. is that. Yeah. And it's actually, and it must be so... As much as we, like, think it's kind of, like, alien, but it's not. Um, it must be even so fascinating to people who aren't from the United States. Like, that's... I You, you know. know what's so funny? My dad has a friend who is a professor of American literature or something like that. I don't know. But basically, she's fascinated with boring... What we would think of as boring-ass American culture. And it's so funny because it's just, like, you want to go there? Like, why... Like, why do you want to go to Iowa? There's nothing out there. But it's, like, to her, that's interesting. Which, I just want to say, I was putting on a character that I would actually like to go to Iowa. I would similarly be interested in seeing what it's like. Uh, I know. I don't know why I keep picking on Iowa. I'm sorry. No, I've heard Um, great things. I heard it's very, like, charming. And, like, everyone's very nice there. Um, I didn't even know what the landscape looks like. Like, is it desert? Is I, it grassy? Like, what goes what goes on in Iowa, guys? I um. couldn't tell you. I I mean, hopefully we have, like, maybe we have a listener there who could share some information yeah. so we don't sound like idiots. I, I but, um, yeah, please help us out. But um. actually, there is this whole thing on TikTok called, like, American Core, which is just all these European people, like, fascinated by Walmart and Target and, oh, like, God. any big supermarket and these, like, gigantic superstores, which don't exist in Europe at all. Right. Um, but, okay, we're, we're drifting off from the... <laughs> no, I have one more thought, though. <laughs> Dear Europeans, it's called late-stage capitalism. Trust me, you don't want it. You don't want it. Anyways, let's actually dive into the actual uh, aesthetic, though. <laughs> right. Totally. We did a quick summary, Antonella. Mm-hmm. You, like, break down some of, like, the core elements because everybody knows where to see it, but what does it actually, like, look like? So a lot of denim, of course. That is the classic American material. Levi's, maybe. Definitely Converse. Items of clothing that are just very almost timeless in a certain way. Yeah, the, I mean, the classic thing, like, the fitting in thing kind of comes from, like, this, like, 80s Americana thing where it's, like, you want to look like everybody else. You kind of shouldn't dress uniquely in a way. And Americana kind of, like, in a sad way captures that, I guess. Totally. It's a lot of, it's a minimalist look, but it definitely is, like, a little, a little vintage 50s vibes, I would say, overall. Red, white, and blue. Yeah, red, white, and blue colors bandanas maybe a fringe jacket i'm just thinking about the lana del rey video she wears like a fringe yeah like a leather jacket any like classic american brands honestly like carly davidson which actually is a good segue because i went a little more abstract with my core elements breaking down kind of the stylistic elements within these different core things I was looking at, like, car culture, diners, and suburbia, and, like, that kind of imagery brings together Americana. So, like, car culture, including Harley-Davidson's, but also, like, you know, mid-century Mustangs, like, kind of, like, your classic, like, cars, but also the ideological concept that car culture created this, like, individualism 
which is kind of a big part of America Americana culture American culture <laughs> yeah like the independence individualism thing um that is toxic to our environment it turns out but having being being able to have a car and drive around freely is like part of this like ideology of americana totally yeah and it it falls into like suburbia too needing to car to access get access to anything diners is the one i have trouble breaking down i don't know why but all i can say is like imagine basically any diner and like that's just a big part of the aesthetic i could describe the tables i could describe the booths or you could just picture it yeah and i i love that like a diner aesthetic has lasted the test of time like it's just what you expect and what you want from a diner is is like what it what always was i'm actually very interested i don't know much about like the history of diners and I don't know why it's, like, maintained this, like, specific look. And I love it, but I don't know why. I know a little bit about the Greek diner, the history of the Greek diner. And I know that it's a dying breed, actually, which is a little scary. Because we grew up on Long Island where the Greek diners are abundant. But I think the the concept that people were talking about was that the actual, like, Greek diner being owned by like Greek immigrants is not as a dying breed but I I could go back it was a couple years ago that I was reading about this but yeah the actual diner I am interested in but I know for me like the one thing that my grandma would always say is that we should go to a diner because you can get anything at a diner one thing I love with being vegan because we're both vegan is like vegan diners are kind of a thing now too and most of the time, they take this diner aesthetic and they use it. But then also, like, it's just a great way to, like, get kind of all the options for the vegan food you could have. And it's fun. You could have breakfast for dinner, like, that kind of thing. Um, and I like that it's kind of continued through the vegan diner thing. But, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Diners definitely encapsulates a lot of the imagery that we're talking about. Oh, amusement parks, too. Definitely amusement parks. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a big yeah, one. Yeah, because, like, circuses. Do, oh, yeah, carnivals. Carnivals. Circuses is one thing, but, like, carnivals, yeah. Amusement parks feel very American, very Americana, but I know that they exist elsewhere. In yeah. like, they're, like, a big deal in, like, Japan, too, but also in, like, Europe. And, like, I don't know, but they just feel very American. We kind of talked about this already, but where has this aesthetic been seen and where do we see it currently? In terms of more historical stuff, I feel like I was kind of drawing a blank on more specific examples just because it is this general, like, mid-century, small town, like, sort of thing. But I think something that came up, which doesn't always come up, which I really liked, was um, two painters actually came up for me, two visual artists. Norman Rockwell, which, of course, Lana Del Rey has her famous album, Norman fucking Rockwell. And then Edward Hopper, which does, he does get talked about a lot, but he is like quintessential, like Americana painter, like that is, he's one of those people. Totally. That's such a good example. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of like painters from that time that like were capturing this scene. Right. This like romantic scene, basically. And then the only two other things that I think historically had significance for me were The Greasers, which was, like, a teenage young adult movement of working in lower class uh, kids kind of rebelling 
And that's where, like, the concept of the movie Grease comes from. But it was kind of like, you know, culture for these kids who were not wealthy, which is cool. And were not, like, didn't have, like, a privileged adolescence or anything. And then Route 66 was just the highway that was completed in 1953. Connected the east and west coast of the United States. And kind of changed the world of driving in America, hence the car culture, hence the, you know, growth of that individualism. And just like that Americana, like, you could move to Iowa now if you wanted because Route 66 took you there, so. I mean, we've we've kind of seen and currently how people are nostalgic for that kind of life and they're nostalgic for that American dream that doesn't exist, actually, so... Um, yeah, I think it's still, like, a delusion currently. <laughs> a delusion? No, I like that, because it's true, because it, it is just, like, this thing that we kind of made up, and then we were like, oh, let me get happen, and it's like... But then there's also, I, I think it's important to, like, acknowledge that, like, within, although, like, we are, like, ooh, cushy, mid-century, you know, delusional America... <laughs> There is, like, you know, Americana includes, like, red, white, and blue, like, a lot of, like, American symbolism itself, which does tend to veer into more of, like, a right-wing kind of white supremacy thing, which is a big no-no over here at MTMTI, but it's important to recognize that it does blend into that as well. Okay. Why don't you tell me about some of the... I mean, we talked about painters, we've talked about Lana... Um, but, like, give me more deets on the, like, figures of Americana. If you, if I wanted to, like, get into it, who would I look towards? I mean, we have to talk about Mother of Americana, and which we already did, but we're going to talk about Mother. her a little bit more. Um, Lana Del Rey en- embodies, encapsulates this aesthetic to a T, and she's she definitely brings a darker tone to it like it's not meant to be necessarily celebrated but just critiqued she's also her albums are such storytelling albums too and i feel like that is a big part of the americana aesthetic is this kind of like folklore a bit yeah that's a good way to put it yeah her her songs do are a bit of like little stories about different scenes within this world within her world her cinematic universe basically right um but especially specifically her first album born to die i feel like really was just like on the nose americana like that was just no doubt like what she was talking about i think they i think they all very strongly are i would actually argue that in a sense every single one of them is kind of like a different facet of what americana is Mm -hmm. like even like the like her new stuff i mean norman fucking rockwell is literally like we were talking about norman Mm -hmm. rockwell like but then like honeymoon is so like americana you know for sure um i wanted to say before you're talking about the way she kind of expresses it um and i just wanted to put it in the phrase of as someone who has lived in suburbia um the joy of suffering through uh, Americana suburbia is kind of what she does a really good job at expressing. Definitely. Um. Yeah. No, she she definitely makes it look really glamorous and uh-huh. um, in a very painful yeah. <laughs> painful but accurate way. Cinematic. The the great thing about um her first album is that it has this like Americana sense of like very being unknown. 
but like kind of like and I think what makes it so poignant is that she's unknown it's what made her known but she is unknown at this point and it kind of makes it even more relatable where like every album she's had since then even though I would say they're all strongly Americana they lose that sense of like the every woman because she is now Lana Del Rey right. you know yeah definitely I agree with that yeah especially again when she first came out like she was unknown basically so she was just kind of this like mysterious persona that was singing about these like different things and yeah yeah now that she's now that her like name londora is more attached to it it's like a little different but especially those first few albums where she was just this like basically just this persona only yeah was really special um, I want to add in one more lady of Americana, mm-hmm. and I know she's a little cowgirl, but I think Miss Dolly Parton is quite the Americana girl, especially because she brings the glam in and is, you know, queen of the 20th century. So mm-hmm. um, I think she's a very, like, a, a good Americana icon to look towards, especially if we want to go more, like, Western. Uh, more midwest definitely yeah getting a little more country specifically yeah but then uh bringing over to the the lads the boys um i think guys like james dean and marlon brando were kind of like those like very like uh dashing but troubled and like that was like everything that like i don't know americana dudes were like it's supposed to be like he's been through so much and he has so much heart but he's just gonna keep messing up because he's tortured on the inside and it's because of suburbia and it's like yeah i don't know sorry (laughs) another artist i want to talk about who has kind of gained popularity more recently her name is ethel kane she i would say her aesthetic is definitely americana probably leaning more towards like southern gothic and like getting maybe a little bit older but her music is similar to not to compare but it's similar in that storytelling of like a specific of this like character of these personas that live in like an average american town and go through all these different things um, so she really embodies that in a certain way. And she has one song I would look into and, like, watch the music video for called American Teenager. And that's kind of all about, like, that specific culture of just being an American kid, probably mid-century, honestly, going through whatever. So she, yeah, she, and she's gotten pretty popular recently. So I would say, I mean, yeah, that's just indicates that it's people are still fascinated by that world. Right you know right. even even today well i was telling you that before this i was i had just started um don't worry darling and as i was watching it i was like huh so funny that we're going to talk about americana cuz this is very americana which is a good segue into <laughs> some motion pictures yes. um, please continue yeah i mean to bring it back to uh mr marlon brando we have on the waterfront which is just um basically any of those movies where they really like especially like if they're like from the 50s or the 60s and they really dig into like the working class experience which on the waterfront does um i don't think even marie saint was necessarily 
an Americana icon, but I think like her being like alongside Marlon Brando in this film is a good like capture of like Americana romance. Sort of. It's tragic, it's doomed, it's based on like conflict and struggle and everything. Um, is like great, but it's also just like the way it's shot. I think a really like step above that though, quintessential James Dean is Rebel Without a Cause, which is his, you know, most famous movie. And I think what's great about that is we're talking about like especially like this teenage struggle, this young adult struggle in being this American teenager and like that movie is so great in the way that it captures that, but like from a couple of different people because we have like the female character, we have the James Dean character, we have a non-white character, like we have these three characters coming together kind of sharing that experience of like American suburbia destroying them mentally. I haven't seen, but I've been uh, listening to a podcast on the guy who made this movie called Last Picture Show, which is um, a movie from the 70s that's about a Texas town um, kind of like going into a depression. So like we were saying, the right concept, Greece. It's Greece. Totally. Like, what else can you say? No, you were talking about um, Don't Worry Darling, too, which... Yes. That's so good because, I mean, not to spoil it, but part of, part of the whole movie was... Or, I mean, part of the whole story is these people who wanted to create the ideal world and this, like, ideal right. America, yeah, basically. Yeah. And it's, like, yeah. virtual the simulation. That just perfectly shows like what the ideals are and like it's this like mid-century america where women are just housewives and it's the suburbs and they just the men just go to work um in their cars and yeah Um, and it's really like you're right like in a way americana is kind of just an ideal and it's not something achievable like it's not possible i also want to talk Um, about great gatsby which ironically takes place in new york long island um but that movie book i think was also a critique of that new american culture that was budding i mean it's 1920s so a little bit earlier but that idea of yeah still critiquing that suburbia um i mean yeah new york city was just growing by that point too mm-hmm. so Long Island um, was like farms too it was but it, i i like what you're saying that it's kind of like this um it's almost like foreshadowing um the obsession with this like really like capitalistic culture and that is like the root of the suburbia is based in like consumption like the fact that you're constantly consuming these like newfangled technologies styles looks like if you look at mid-century like design in general it's got kind of a futuristic thing about it and that's because the goal is to be like new 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 but it's like somewhere along the line americana was kind of like where we got stuck and we just said no this is good enough uh, and, like, can't go beyond this. And that's kind of, I think, where, like, the depressed cities aesthetic of Americana comes from. Right. It's, like, the, like, I can't really afford to go past mid-century, yeah. so I'll just stay here. No, yeah, it just, like, stopped. These towns just stopped evolving and stopped yeah. modernizing. They just kind of are stuck in this, like, time capsule, basically. To kind of, like, wrap up 
our thoughts. Um, do you think you would incorporate Americana more into your style now? I do have a more fascination with wearing simple clothing and just wearing kind of like, I don't know, I, I, I do appreciate sometimes like really, really basic clothing that's, but it's like vintage, basic as in vintage, not as in like um, modern basic. Yes, yeah, simple, like very classic. So I think I always appreciate that. And I've been into that lately. Right. Um, I don't think like fully because I do like to like dress up a little more. Um, but yeah, I can appreciate it. I feel like in a way, you know, I love it in like a personal way in that like I do feel like it is very entwined in like part of my identity. Um, but I'm kind of scared of like the ethos that it creates, you know. I think there is a lot of like political undertones to the aesthetic and like in so many like different directions. But I think like I think I remain where I have always been, which is kind of like this balance of like I don't fully embrace it, but in a way it gives me yeah. <laughs> But in a way, like, it's just, like, I can't ignore it because it's part of me, too. And, like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a working relationship. Um. <laughs> yeah, like what you're saying, it's kind of, like, a part of you. Like, there is something, like, very charming and, like, I don't want to say comforting, but Yeah, it familiar. is comforting. Is, it's, it feels very, fam- like, the imagery is very familiar in a certain way that's like right. I get the nostalgia so like I understand the fascination with it a little bit um but like of course it's like a little bit it's also a bit right. of a delusion too so being aware of that and being yeah. like you know yeah it's it's cute but you know it's a little bit just watch don't worry don't worry darling and you'll remember um I was gonna say oh just before when we were talking about like imagining like europeans being like wow what is this americana also made me go like in you're talking about comforting and being like that's mine you know like that is mine actually i do understand that one um and in a way that is like a comfort to be like no i actually get this one you know but not i think that's just any kid growing up here is gonna be connected to it in some ways um do you see this aesthetic sticking or growing currently or anything after i did like my intensive notes read my conclusion was it's gonna go yes it's gonna grow and it's gonna grow in like the negative direction but i think like talking about it more i think it's more or less gonna stay like the same like it's always gonna be this thing is relevant that's relevant because there's always gonna be kids who are gonna be growing up in it you know it's always it's just a cycle it's just gonna keep happening um and I think because of that, it's unavoidable, but I don't know if it will get, like, more popular. I think there's always going to be a fascination with it, and I think people are always going to want to romanticize their life and or just want to hear other people romanticize their lives for them, basically, whether that's, like, yeah. a musician or through movies so I think it'll always be consumed and 
loved in a certain way this aesthetic right yeah just, i mean and, and i think but i think it, it'll specifically now it'll be a lot more like critical and it won't just be um glamour it'll also yeah. be talking about like kind of the dark sides of it um and i think people are growing more aware of yeah their surroundings less diluted yeah less diluted like i mean people as in people in america i think are a little bit more aware of like i can see it i can definitely see it being more of a topic of discussion um and more like themes like don't worry darling like i feel like i could see it coming up in that kind of way this aesthetic in in like more of a darker light or yeah yeah no i i I agree i i think the its relevance going on in the future will definitely be critical yes you know from a critical perspective which is interesting to see like i'm looking forward to seeing it me um Okay, thank you, Antonella. Thank you, Antonella. Thank you. Um, yeah. Thank you to ACOS for hosting us. Thank you to Phineas O'Brien for our jamming intro outro. Um, and thank you for listening. We really appreciate your time and commitment. Oh, next week we have a really fun new kind of episode coming out for you. So look out for that. It's going to be really jazzy, really fun. Um, but yeah, thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.